Hey everybody, thanks for downloading this episode of Late to the Party with Travis Tate. This is Travis Tate. How's it going? I appreciate you being a listener and I want to make an, uh, a really cool announcement. I'm going to be headlining Wise Guys in Ogden, Utah, October 18th. So come on out. It's going to be a really good show and I'd love to say hi to you afterwards. So get your tickets. All right, now let's get to the episode. Only 17 hours, huh? 17 hours left on this memory card before I have to format it. Boy, well, strap <laughs> yourself in, Trav. We're in for a big one. We're not going to get a half half an episode this time. No. No. Like no, a month or so ago. We did that, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was one of our uh, highest downloaded episodes, so maybe that's the trick. Oh, there's no telling what's going on out there. <laughs> we both took a drink Sit at the same right. time. <clears throat> How you doing, buddy? Refreshing. I'm good. How are you? Good. Life is good. I've been building a chicken coop before I came here. Yeah? Yeah, I'm building it from scratch. Talk to us about how you got into the chicken trade. Uh, my daughter just ended up with a bunch of chickens, and now uh, we have to give them housing for the winter. They've kind of just uh, been This is what living. Trump has preached against, Travis. Oh, it is? Is he anti-chicken? <laughs> I had no idea. Undocumented chickens coming in. I didn't Just know demanding that. free lodging. I didn't know that I was going against his his wishes. I had no idea. Mm. I was just trying to live my life. Now we ended Travis, up with, with these although chickens. you are embarking on your build the coop campaign. <laughs> yeah, build that coop. It is basically a wall. It's going to be eight feet long. See what are you going to get? Like Stansberry to pay for it? Uh, be, I hope so. Who is the who is the Twilla rival that you would get to pay for? Uh, it? It'd be Twilla. That's who I'd want to keep out. <laughs> Twilla. <laughs> Willis, its own worst enemy. Maybe Ibapa. <laughs> if you've ever been to uh, to Windover in Utah, you've probably driven past Ibapa. I think, yeah. Maybe I, maybe, maybe. Ibapa's in a different place. I can't even remember. I anymore. don't know. Like when I go to Windover, we get out past. You get about past maybe Saltaire, and like my brain shuts off. I'm like, it is blank. Like turn turn my brain back on when we get to the big weird tree thing. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing there's nothing until you get way far out there. Actually, the isn't the big tree thing like way past Windover? No, it's on the way to Windover. Oh, is it? Maybe it's the spiral jetty that I'm thinking of that's way know, past Windover. I don't know what the Windover. spiral jetty is. There's something of note way past Windover, <laughs> but I can't remember. It wasn't that memorable that thing to me. Is Las Vegas? Well, I, no, no. I was cause when I was driving to Carson City. In June, I was like, oh, that thing's this far out. Oh, anyway. you're going out like that? You have to drive through Wendover? Well, we'll Make a quick stop at the pepper mill? No, I just went right <laughs> through. <laughs> I didn't bother. There's nothing. Wendover is so small. It's it's amazing it a, how it small, really small it is. Considering how many people go there to gamble in Utah, it's amazing how small it is. There's really nothing there but casinos. There, yeah. It's... And... They're nothing special. Sorry, Windover, if you're listening. Look, it's <laughs> I go out there and have a good time every once in a while. It's just like a 
We want to have head on out there to see Brooks and Dunn. Basically, we want to have <laughs> basically what Wendover is is it's like Las Vegas Lacroix flavor or whatever you'd call it. Yeah, that's fair. It's I, just a just I would like say, a, just a hint of Las Vegas. Not I'd any. say it's the Lacroix of Prim. Prim of Prim. What I think Prim. I think Prim has more. Prim is kind of after Vegas, right before uh, the California state line. Really? Yeah. There's there's these huge casinos. And it's like, uh, I don't know, they're cowboy themed. It's like some sort of... Isn't that Branson? Old... No. Is Branson Bran- Branson's in Missouri. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, Branson's Missouri. That's where Yakov Smirnoff had a had a theater for a while. Oh, that's a good I think, he, I think he's back to LA because I see him on the comedy store lineup all the time. Yes, I've seen... I think... Uh... <clears throat> I'm on a like a never not funny Facebook group, and I think someone was posting uh-huh. like Pardo being somewhere, and Yakov was on the bill as well. It might have been it might have been the same week I was there because Jimmy was on the same show I was on. Oh yeah, at the comedy store. I yeah, didn't that's right. see you him. Told me about that. I didn't see him there because the room was so packed. Yeah. You couldn't just go in and hang out, so people were going in and out. Anyway, chicken coop. Uh, <laughs> just kind of making it up as I go, trying to give some sort of uh shelter for these chickens before before the winter comes so that's mighty hopefully they nice of you they've actually started laying eggs i think we've got a few eggs and that's nice what have you been doing with the eggs uh i ate been i ate a couple of them yeah yeah Yeah. rocky style no (laughs) no dude i think last blood came out oh yeah yeah it came out i think i just saw an article the other day i haven't seen it yet I think I just saw an article the other day that said something about somebody thinking that it was kind of an embarrassment for the end of the Rocky series, or not Rocky, the Rambo, Rambo? series, but huh. that that was the only way I knew. I had no idea that it had actually come out. It looked like a Tom Berenger movie, straight yeah. to video or something yeah. like that. It looks like a, it, it looks like something that would be titled like Lone Survivor or Ancient Patriot or <laughs> you know what? Leathery Patriot. The Expendables movies were pretty direct to video quality in yeah. my opinion so it is what it is the the d- luckily creed is really good i haven't seen creed 2 yet i haven't either that that's the same thing as i my man, son bought it i just haven't watched it yet creed they really should have i don't know i loved creed i would have said they probably they should have straight up just killed rocky at the end of creed and they could have well, continued doing creed like they could have when the first word coming out of it is like he's gonna fight ivan drago's son i'm like oh Oh, that sounds that sounds like a real corny sequel, man. No, it sounds great to me, and I, I still want to watch it. I will watch it. I just haven't had time. Well, I say I haven't had time, but I watched like four really crappy shark movies this week with my wife, so I guess I have had time. <laughs> would you but, say Would you say Creed is corny? No, I loved Creed. No, that, that's what I'm saying. Is like it feels like Creed was a you know when you hear about oh. They're making a boxing movie about the son of Apollo Creed and Rocky's in. I'm like, well, that, that sounds silly. And then Creed feels almost like an extension of the original Rocky of like, because just like the Rambo movies, the Rocky movies got kind of sillier as they went along oh, yeah. until he made I mean, that was the know, 80s, Rocky though. Balboa. And then Creed's a pretty serious movie. And then, like I said, the, the whole setup for Creed 2 sounds more in the Rocky 2 and 3 milieu. I think... A lot of people want that, though. A lot of people want the callback. Some people don't, but some people love that there's been three versions of Death Stars. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, yeah, touche, Trav. Touche. <laughs> I, you know what? The Skywalker base was a... 
Star Killer. Star right? Killer. Star Killer. What did, did I call it Skywalker? Yeah. Star Killer, you're right. I had to think about it for a second. Star Killer like, Base. Maybe that's what it was called. Star Killer Base was a very kind of a oh they are gonna do that again moment. It was like, ah, whatever. Roll with it, go for it. But it was a whole planet. Yes. <laughs> it's much bigger. <laughs> and it was just as killable in the first yes. time they saw yes. it as every Death Star. Basically the Death Star has balls. And if you kick it in the balls, you win. <clears throat> you're kinda right. <laughs> I guess I hadn't I hadn't really thought of it that way is that every major military station that the Empire first order for that matter has every Yeah, you go ahead and write down the Death Star has balls. <laughs> I see you over there. <laughs> every every major battle station that the Empire has made, the Rebel Alliance has destroyed the very first time they've encountered it. Yeah. I mean it's they're very efficient. Like being chased by the by the uh, the first order is the most losses that they've suffered, and they have fought again giant battle stations that are capable of blowing right. up planets. Honestly, in Return of the Jedi, in the little scroll thingy, it should have said something like, "You know, the Empire's built a new Death Star. It's blown up countless worlds." There's been many failed attempts to stop it, and now they they have one last desperate attempt. I think you know what I mean? Just to build it up, like, instead of, like you said, oh, we're going to go try and blow it up, and we will definitely blow it up. I think the, the, the Death Star in Jedi is supposed to be, like, much smaller than the original one. Oh, is it? I don't even know. I think that is the... If I remember correctly from my, my days of, you know, Star Wars lore, the... This, I mean, obviously, the second one wasn't finished yet. Right. But I also think I heard that it was also a much smaller one. But I think we're going to see it in The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. It looks like yes, the are. Death Star is in a lake somewhere or an ocean. Boy, that's going to be a movie that comes out. It is. I'm looking forward to it. I am, too. I really, really want it to be good. It's it's like when I get deep into really long video games that I'm loving and I start getting toward the end, and I kind of like slack off on it because I'm like, I, this is the best, but I kind of don't want it to end. No, I've done that with <clears throat> with series, like Except uh, it's Netflix in, series and stuff. It's not really ending. We're just giving everyone who's old enough that they can't do them anymore a, a reprieve. I'm kind of, honestly, I'm going back and forth on Supernatural this year. Do I want to watch it as it happens? Because something's going to get spoiled. I know something. Or do I want to wait... And just take my time watching it. You know what I, I mean? You were, I thought you were a little more in the... Um, you were liking the idea of appointment TV kind of stuff as a lit. No, I am. But no, I like uh, the great British baking show. A new one comes out every Friday. So I know... Our, our beloved Holy Moly. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, no more I, Holy Moly for a while, if at all, I guess. So, well, I'm not even saying, do I want to watch it all at once for Supernatural? It's like, do I want to watch one a month? is kind of you know what i mean like or one every two weeks and space it out yeah because it's the end of it like really space it yeah out. yeah because then i get to experience that for a longer time i don't know i probably will just watch it <clears throat> as it happens week by week it's fair enough but who knows it's fair enough it's fair enough so a chicken coop really trying to get this chicken coop <laughs> Anybody, if you've built a chicken coop, let me know, because I feel like this is going to take me two weeks. And when this one goes to hell, you'll create a chicken coop, too. It'll be st- smaller, not as, you know, 
and all the chickens will destroy it before you really finish it. Well, I hope the rebel foxes or whatever it was trying to get into my chicken Man. coop will not destroy this chicken coop. Chicken killer base. There is a little hole in the bottom so the chickens can climb it's in. So hole in the in wall theory, where men can see it all? Yeah. In theory, something could climb in there and explode it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's. I think it's going to weigh about... 800 pounds. I don't know. It's going to be too heavy because I'm using way too much wood. I'm like, lift out. oh, I should probably reinforce that. I've got, <laughs> I've got scrapes all over my shins from from hitting myself with giant pieces of wood. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you, I am not very good at this will you stuff. Get us a, will you get us a picture of your uh, chicken coop? When it's done, I will take a picture. Is it going to look like yeah. the time that Homer built the doghouse? Probably. Yeah, it's it's... It's going to be something. I just, I know it's going to be something. Hopefully they all th- live through the winter. I'm looking forward to this. So what, what shark movies did you watch? Oh my gosh. Uh, we watched one that was called Five-Headed Shark Attack. And uh, there was four heads in the front and one head in the uh, on the tail. We watched, <laughs> I think we watched the one that was that Two-Headed Shark Attack. Left out. Yeah. It, at the end of the movie, it finally like bit somebody. There was this, they always went to this move where the middle heads would grab somebody and then the side heads would rip them in half. <laughs> it was like the T-Rexes in uh, Jurassic Park 2. Yeah. When they ripped that that nice guy that's trying to help everybody out in half. Yes. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> he was just nice. He was just trying to save everybody and they rip him in half. Sometimes sometimes you got to get T-Rex. He was yeah. He was expendable. And then we he's expendable. And uh, we watched uh, Shark Attack 2. I think Shark Attack 1 is the one that has, uh, oh, what's his name? He was in uh, Doctor Who. He was Captain Jack Harkness in Doctor Who. Oh, wow. I, I can't remember that guy's Malcolm name. Malcolm Merlin. And, what is his name? I can't remember that guy's name right off the bat. If He's only, a nice guy. Everybody loves him. I'm, gonna, I'm going but to he was in Shark Attack the, 1, uh, I believe. electronic device act of every episode that we have. <laughs> And then the fourth one, I can't remember what it was, honestly. It was bad. I remember that. They were all bad. For some reason, my wife loves watching terrible shark movies. So we watch them. Where do you think this comes from? Especially, I don't know. You are talking about the fine actor, John Barrowman. John Barrowman. Yes. As soon as you said John, it hit me. John Barrowman. Anyway crappy shark movies i don't know she likes watching them i'm like yeah, well, you know, we have we have good movies we could watch she's like get there everybody got there oh it's so her guilty pleasure you told me you told me on your uh list of movies that you yeah you got to watch something you haven't seen that's a classic you yes. really did you decided to settle down with a really good movie i looked for point break i couldn't find it streaming anywhere i'm still gonna track it down I might have to rent it from Netflix. I still get this. You stayed in the greater Swayze-verse, though. But I did stay in the Swayze-verse, and I found Roadhouse and watched it. I had never seen Roadhouse. I'm challenging myself every week. I I had this experience with a very good friend of mine that, for funsies, for kind of a white elephant thing for Christmas, I gave him a DVD copy of Roadhouse. He's like, (laughs) I've never seen this. Wow. Like three or four days later, he's like, Jake, you you have done me a true service this day. It is is ridiculous it's basically a bruce lee movie starring patrick swayze he's but always serious he I, never jokes around everything I am is serious legally, i'm dalton i am legally obligated to ask you about <laughs> uh your regular saturday night thing my regular saturday night thing what do you mean you don't remember wait did you watch an edited version of it no i watched it on i think i think it was amazon it wasn't edited 
The I just probably where, forgot the part where Dalton walks in on one of the bouncers with another woman. Oh yeah, like, in the gonna make you my regular Saturday okay, night thing. Now I know what you're saying. It's just what uh, Roadhouse was a. They're like leaning bootleg. over the kegs, yes. right? Yeah, it was a bootleg yeah. video that we had when I was a kid. In that part, I mean, obviously that part for a a budding young gentleman, right? But just the. the that part it just is dumb. <laughs> the whole movie's dumb. The whole movie is very dumb. There's one guy that runs the whole town. When Pain he, indeed does when not he, hurt. When he has a guy drive a, a monster, monster truck, truck yes. through the through the display of the car lot. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you got the blind guitar player guy. Yeah, he's a he's got some good songs actually. Yeah. I can't remember his like name right now off the top of my head. Oh, uh, mustache is in it. Uh, oh, Sam Elliott. Sam, El- Sam Elliott. That, 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 I think that was my first Either exposure to Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott looking handsome as can be in that movie. But looking, looking a, you know, old still. Not No, I thought compared to what, so? what I know Sam Elliott as, he looked pretty young. He looked virile. virile. I, think, I think Sam Elliott... I think he overshadowed Patrick Swayze in that movie. Ooh, boy. Tough claims. Even though he does die. Spoiler alert. Oh, no. Hey, hey, hey. I think I said spoiler alert. But anyway. So now, Travis, now you... Did you like Roadhouse? Uh, Honestly, no. I thought it was garbage. (laughs) But I can see why people like it. The same reason my wife likes uh, corny shark attack movies. It's not a good movie, but I could see... If you watched it in the 80s, you would probably have fond it's, memories yeah, it's of kind of endearing. either the fights. Terry Funk is in it. Terry, Terry Funk, Funk is in his, it. His go-to move is lift people up over his head and walk <laughs> around with them. And then eventually, 30 seconds later, kind of just kind of gently drop them. Is one of the bad bouncers? He, bad, he's bad a bad bouncer. bouncer. He gets fired. And he he uh, switches teams. He goes what does he get fired bad, for? Because he, he's got the wrong temperament. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You got the wrong temperament for this job. It was, I mean, I kind of, I laughed through it, but yeah, it was like. Travis, you, you've been, you have at one time at least been a bouncer. As a, as a person who has been a bouncer on an at least one occasion. An amateur bouncer, yeah. On one occasion, do you, did Roadhouse speak to you? Did, uh, did Dalton, do you ad- adopt Dalton's philosophies? Honestly, I, I already kind of had the same philosophies as Dalton. Pain you does kinda, not hurt you, Travis. You've told me that lots. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. He he kept telling everybody, just be nice and get them out, basically. And if somebody's being drunk, the best thing you, honestly, the best thing you can do is just go, yes, I know. No, you've got a point. <laughs> yes. Honestly, if you agree with them, they're way more likely to cooperate. That's what I've learned dealing with drunk people. Because if you, if you start losing your cool, which Dalton tells his guys, don't get mad, just be nice. If you start to, you know, get belligerent with them, then it can go pretty badly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here. I keep, I keep running through various parts of uh, of road, and I'm thinking of the the final karate fight. One of a very specific thing that the bad guy says to him, but then he finishes him with a good old throat rip. Oh yeah. <laughs> I uh, spend time with guys like you in prison. Is that what yes. you're talking about? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the throat rip is something. He does these weird like hand curves when he's getting into position to karate fight. It's almost like he's a tree sloth <laughs> trying to get bugs. You never had it sloth style? I. It's kind of what it looked like. Like His hands are curved in. 
it's weird. I've never seen a fighting style like that, but he gets super like, <sighs> you know, just the face, the veins coming out everywhere. Is this Patrick it's very or bad, bad bouncer. Uh, Swayze. Okay. It was very Bruce Lee. I thought hmm. it was just too. The Bruce Lee movies are a little majestic funnier. Majestic hair. Yeah, majestic hair. That's him funny. and him and his love interest had like the same hairdo, don't they? No, it was a little bit different. Uh, I can't remember her name. Kelly something or I other. I have no idea. She was very pretty. Uh, she was a doctor. Yeah, she's pretty doctor. She's a catch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a pretty doctor. Yeah, I mean, can't go any wrong with that. But uh, the little apartment that he rents for a hundred dollars a month in the top of a barn <laughs> is pretty nice. Like it's probably nicer than the house that the old man lives in that rents it out to him. It's very well decorated. <laughs> People constantly letting him know that they thought that he would be bigger. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I thought you'd be bigger. I want maybe they cast somebody else as that originally, and that was like an inside cast Andre joke or Karolinko something. Andre is Dalton originally. <laughs> I don't know. Greg Ostertag is is Dalton. I don't know how tall Swayze was, but I don't. I mean, most Hollywood guys are not that tall. I know, like uh, Tom Cruise is like five foot eight. Tom, or Tom something Cruise like that. famously relatively short, but I think Brad Pitt's six foot. I think. I think a lot of the I think a lot of the Tom Cruise flack comes from that he does the whole apple crate things in all his movies and that that has right. to be really weird. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I guess you don't hear about that. Like people who work with Tom Cruise don't say like like women who work with Tom Cruise are like, well, we had our kissing scene, but like he had to stand on a a thing while we kissed. That was I mean, little... that's probably not every woman he works with because most women aren't six feet tall. I think Nicole Kidman was taller than him, but I think most women are... She thought he'd be bigger. She thought he'd be bigger, for sure. I just want to point out how far fight scenes have come (laughs) since the 80s. Because the fight scenes in this are just... They're not good. When I watch Blind Fury, the uh, sword playing Blind Fury is pretty lethargic. (laughs) (laughs) But that's all you needed. Like I remember watching Kung Fu. There was not a whole lot of kung fu in kung fu. Mm. It was very it was used sparingly basically. Now you get a you get a fight going. I mean, it could go 5 straight minutes of non-stop action. And that just wasn't the 80s. The 80s was It's very electrifying. A lot of spinning, a spinning kicks from Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah. Like if somebody I tried think that to was spin Chuck kick Norris signature move. If somebody really tried to spin kick in real life, you would just hit him in the back of the head while they're spun around. Uh, you I wouldn't thought, just stand there and wait for the foot to come around. I actually, I was scanning Twitter today and I saw a video of a like martial arts tournament that was very much the, uh, some guy kind of, some dude tried to take a, I think it was like a kick at another guy. And the other guy, as he's kicking, like spins. So the kick goes past him and nails him right in the head and knocks him out. Huh. They, they can be super effective. Just when we see them in those eighties movies, they're lethargic. All right. I, I mean, I, I just keep thinking. I would do what Brad Pitt did to, to, to Bruce Lee in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Awesome. Yeah, just grab the leg and fling him into something. I don't think that was a spin kick. I think that was a jump kick. That was a, that was Maybe a it was. Action. I don't know. That might be right. But uh, Roadhouse. Also, the, does Roadhouse have the other 80s mainstay of like, there's a bar full of people that are going to fight Dalton, and he fights them one at a time while the other ones kind of dance around him? Yeah, I mean, that's, that every, that's everything. They still do that nowadays, though. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, they do it with uh, God. What was I watching? 
and uh, it was a female that everybody was taking on one at a time. I can't remember what it was. It might have been a Fast and the Furious movie, actually. Hmm. It's like, it, yeah, it's just one of those tropes where if everybody jumped in at once, yeah. it would be over pretty quick. I think John, they, they've actually... John Wick, yeah, John, it happens the, in John Wick. I think they've been pretty good in the John Wick ones to make it that... Um, John Wick does not generally focus on just one guy. He will incapacitate one so he can work on another. And once the other one gets up, he's either killed or worked over right. the other one enough that he can, you know, if anything, you have to really question like John Wick's stamina is, uh, he does a lot of cardio apparently. Yeah, for sure. Like in, in the first couple movies, he's pretty much just shooting him in the head. Yes. <laughs> first movie is, is much more gun based. And there was, there's not a lot of guns in the third one until, uh, the guys with all the armor break into the continental and then he's shooting them and it's not killing them. And then oh, he's really cool. He has to, he has to shoot him yeah. like in the neck. That's uh that, that big shotgun, like the way that he, he kind of uh, flourish, it does a flourish when he's reloading it. That's really Oh cool. yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That would be really hard. Like, I don't know if I could load a shotgun right now. If you gave me a half an hour, Travis, guess what a real <laughs> good movie is. What's a real good movie? John Wick 3, Portobello Mushroom. Portobello Mushroom? That is good. It's delicious, too. Yes, yes. It's a I, fine substitute for a hamburger bun. I did finally see it. I don't remember if we talked about it last we week did, or not. We did talk about it last week. Yeah. The only thing that was weird was going into the desert. I don't know. Yeah, that, the desert I did, stuff. that didn't need to be there, but they could have just found that guy in the in the city somewhere. I think it's just the... like. Like, you know, his, they don't dwell on it a lot, but the stuff with Angelica Houston in the theater with the wrestling kids and stuff like that, like, that's all very, like, intriguing. Like, wow, with yeah. this thing and all the continental stuff, like, all of the various kind of uh, world building they do of these different groups has all been pretty good. But the, the, the high table, like, the head of the high table, was kind of a, a let, letdown, maybe. I it think, just it just wasn't like wow, check out this guy. It was like this weird kind of unintimidating guy they find in the desert who didn't didn't really do anything to kind to really you know make you feel like wow, that's why this guy is the guy in charge. Well, yeah, it's the thing is he cashed in this huge favor from Angelica Houston to go over to the Middle East. Who done got super stabbed for it. Yeah, and she got, and you know, everybody there got wiped out. She got stabbed through the hands for it. And then he goes there, cuts his finger off, makes a promise. Oh, he does meet Halle Berry first, but... Yeah. I mean, they could have had her in the in America somewhere. Anyway, comes back, immediately backs out on the deal he made when he cut his finger off, and he doesn't kill uh, old, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ian you know, McShane. Ian McShane. Yeah. So he immediately backs out. Like as soon as the the opportunity arises, he's like, "No, I'm not going to do it." So what was the point? What was the point of going all the way over there, cashing in all these favors with all these people, and then coming back well, and going, "Not going to do if, it." If I were to speculate, <laughs> I don't know. There, there's maybe two ways of thinking. There, there's the lines of thinking about it. Of there's the line of A. He kind of had a plan all along, or B. He hit the desert as kind of a broken man who just wanted to be done. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. He could have just stayed and back, not even left. When he got back, re- again, speculation. He gets back to New York and realizes like the the people at the Continental kind of are his family now or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
I love the movie. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not yeah. even crapping on the movie or anything like that. It was just one of those like, well, that didn't solve anything. That was just a big waste of time. He could have just, just stayed behind and done. Who knows? John Wick Four, whatever they decide to subtitle it, maybe maybe you get more on the, uh, you know, desert guy. Maybe I'm sure. Maybe uh, I mean certainly they got to bring back Halle Berry. The lore building, the lore building on the Continental became way deeper from one to two. Don't you want to see Halle Berry's dogs playing with John Wick's dog? Sure. Yeah, I think they'll be happy together. Fast and the Furious presents John (laughs) Wick and Halle Berry's dogs. Why not? See that movie? Merge them together. Yeah. Let's do it. They're driving cars. I think we just solved the world's problems. Solved world hunger right there. Yeah, there you go. That's, you know, we're doing crossover movies. <laughs> so uh, I also, I saw something from IGN today-ish that Vin Diesel and uh, Dwayne Johnson have uh, supposedly squashed the beef so, they'll, so that they'll do Fast and Furious movies again. So where do you think that, hmm. if they go back to doing that, do you think they keep doing Hobbs and Shaw movies? Or do you think that they keep just pouring focus into the Fast and Furious universe now that everybody's family again i think they can still do hobbs and shaw movies but also it opens the door to have vin diesel show up for a hobbs and shaw movie or have Mm. the rock and shaw show back up into a fast and furious movie or you know stuff like that that is a that's a question like i i look at that as that makes it so that dwayne johnson comes back to fast and furious but i i wonder if vin diesel would deign to be in a Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, it made money. I don't see why he wouldn't want to do it. He was in uh, Vin Diesel is very Tokyo much, Drift. At the Vin Diesel period. is very much ego. He can just make have a small role in it somewhere. It doesn't have to be the whole huge crossover. Plus, if you're bringing in Idris Elba, I assume he's going to come back. You've got Ryan Reynolds now. I mean, who's Vin Diesel's bigger than Ryan Reynolds? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know how. How big is Vin Diesel? Uh, I mean, outside of the Fast and Furious movies, not that big. That's Inside big, that universe, that he's he big he's the in big those guy. Movies. Yeah, he's the biggest guy in those movies. He's the franchise. He's the franchise because he's kind of the one who spearheads it. Right. When people, that would be an interesting thing to be able to suss out. When people go to, if they made a Fast and Furious movie at this point. Right. If they made a Fast and Furious movie and said Dom Toretto's not going to be in it, because I know that was the reason why. Like, was it? Was he not in two? He wasn't in two at all. And then Tokyo Drift was three, and he showed up at the very end. Yeah, but the you know, there's a school of thought that those movies didn't really become those movies until five. And then Uh, at that point, it was four. Was it four? Four is when they kind of rebooted it. And it got back to basics. It kind of brought you know everybody back together. But it was five when it five became is when it became ridiculous. larger than life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. So at this point, when people is the draw Vin Diesel or is the rest of the team getting the draw? And maybe like um, are the action stunts getting the draw? What? Don Toretto is a cartoon in them, and right. I think you know. he's. I think he's the draw. Because Paul Walker was kind of the draw, but he passed away, and then I Wait, mean, what now? Paul Walker he he passed away. Hey, wait, you saw him with what? Yeah. What happened? R.I.P. 
Okay. You know. Yes, you I, know what happened. Oh, Trav. But everybody else is just kind of a minor character. Because, I mean, they had Gal Gadot for a while. You yeah. don't know. She's not, I mean, t- technically dead, but you never found a body. Han could come back. If you don't find a body. Like, Han is really going to be a big one because... I think it is a solid speculation that the that the Winamp uh, visualizer voice in uh, Hobbs and Shaw could very easily be Han. I mean, it could because evil Han. You find out that you know Shaw killed Han, so it wasn't just the explosion. Shaw killed him first. Is anybody really evil in the? Uh, Everybody starts out the evil universe? and then becomes good. Because uh, what's her name's coming back, right? Uh, Cameron Diaz? No. Why do I always confuse Cameron Diaz and Charlize Theron? Charlize Theron is much more talented. You know what? There, there is a there sorry, is a Cameron level, Diaz, but there's a level of similarity between both name and they have a somewhat similar look. I confuse them, but I, I, I see, I see how you could. They're make very that. different as as far as their acting styles. So it's not like yeah. they're cookie cutters of each other. They are. They look very different. I mean, they have the same hair. Other than that, they don't look the same. But if Charlize is coming back, does that mean she's going to make the hero turn now? I don't know. Maybe she could be the big bad. Like, throughout several movies, be the big bad. She's really good in them. I liked her when she Because she didn't really have... I can't remember exactly. Did she have any redeeming quality at the end of that? I don't don't remember. I mean, The Rock has a redeeming quality in five, and that's why he joins the team. Well, Shaw kind of has a redeeming quality because you find out he was just trying to... The Rock was never meant to be a bad guy. The Rock was right. a good guy whose job was to track down, track right. down. But then Shaw kind of has a redeeming quality at the end. Uh, Idris Elba, at the very Shaw end, you find Ron. out. Yeah, but that was before. I mean, that was at the end of what six? I think that was the end of six. Then he shows up in seven, and then I can't remember what he does at the end, but. Trav, I can make a I promise to you right now. They they melt together. If if a roguish Brit killed you and then turned his life around and came <laughs> back and was like, hey, oi, mate. Oi, mate. How about we do his podcast together? I'd be like, no, you killed my friend. I don't care <laughs> if you're doing better now. Out of my face. But then months later, I'd come oh, back I, as a as a disguised voice. Oh, blimey, mate. Can't, <laughs> can't I be part of your team? Like, no, no. Like, I guess I wish you well, but... Like, it's just not going to work between us. But no, Vin Diesel, who's all about family, he's like, oh, oh mate, can I join the team? Like, yeah, I guess so. We need a guy like you on the team. I think Vin Diesel had a little right. bit of an accent there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It'll, it'll be fun. Fast and Furious 9. They didn't kill, yes, I will they go didn't watch kill Kurt Russell, right? Um, no, he had the... Mr. He, Nobody? He had the Aquaman armor, remember? Right. So he's still around? I think so. They kind of made, uh, what's her name, uh, Helen Mirren kind of. A, she was bad at first, but now she's kind she's of a good, Hobbs, a good Hobbs guy. Mom. Yes, she's Hobbs' mom. She's and, the Hob mommy. No, she's Shaw's mom. The Hob, the Hob Moblin. Hob Moblin. Hobbs' mom still lives in Samoa. Hobbs, oh, is, yeah. Hobbs is the rock. She's Shaw mom. She's the one that's like the Hobbs she, mom. Did she not is, say something like, "I'll, I'll take off my sandal and hit all you if you don't knock it off"? She did throw a sandal, <laughs> I love on, that. didn't she? I love that line. <laughs> she threatened them with her flip flop. I love that. Yeah, no, that's like, <laughs> that's, that's such a mom thing. <laughs> that's cultural mom. Like you knock it off, or I'll beat you with this flip flop. No, she she's Shaw mom. <laughs> that's right. 
The, I don't know. All the the ages in the Shaw family are insane. Yeah, don't even don't even think about it. It'll just hurt your brain. How old would she have had to been when she had the the Hobbs or Shaw sister? Uh, I don't know. Like what is she? I, I assume she's like maybe thirty. <laughs> all right, you need to stretch. I'm gonna look at. I'm going. She to probably look would have been in her forties. I'm gonna. I'm, is is Helen Marion seventy? I don't I'm, even know if she's I'm, seventy. Trav, I'm gonna look it up. She looks pretty good for seventy. I got. Yeah. Oh, Helen. If she's seventy, Helen Mirren is. She's is lovely and talented. Gorgeous. Yeah. Helen Mirren, if you're out there, get at me. Let hit us up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious how. I, I don't think she's maybe late sixties, maybe seventy, something like that. I mean, she's mid twenties in my heart, certainly. But I assume. I assume. Uh, I can't remember the character's name now. Vanessa Kirby's character. Yeah. Is probably thirty-ish, something like that. So if she's 70, 30, that's like having a kid at 40. That's not she's like too 70, ridiculous. She's like uh, 74, I think. 74? Wow. Born in 1945. Did I do my math I right? would assume the character's not 74, though. I would assume the character's probably in her 60s. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. It's called acting. I, <laughs> you let can, be, let you be can what play older or younger. Let them be what they are. Did I do the math right? It's I don't 55 know. 55 from uh, 1945 and then add another 20 on that. Yeah, because my, yeah, my dad is 54. Or no, he's 64 and he was born in 55. So yeah, that would be 74. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, yeah, I, keep, yeah. I keep coming back to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But in real life, there's like 10 years between Brad Pitt and Leo. In that movie, I kind of got the impression they're very similar in age. But I'm not sure. It doesn't actually say how old they are. So Vanessa Kirby is 31. So that that works. Yeah, that yeah works. that's not crazy. She would have been like 43. That's not that old. Lots of people are having kids at 43 now. Not me. <laughs> Certainly. I am way done. I have chickens to deal with, everybody. Chickens. So yeah, I guess it all works out because then she would have been... Helen Marin would have been... Yeah, like 22 when she had Statham. Yeah, because yeah, Statham's what, like all, maybe fifty? He's fifty-two. He's fifty-two. Yeah, it could happen. But still, the uh, the flashbacks <laughs> with him and his sister when they were doing bombs. Oh yeah, because he's got a good like twelve years, like eleven years on her. I like that they were they were like conning people though. It was very like Ocean's Eleven. No, it was it was fun. It's just you know, even how they named they named the cons after, like after one of Bird them was Rockers. named yeah. Mick Jagger. I know in Ocean's Eleven they had some that were named out of after like '60s rockers too, so I thought that was cool. Speaking of '60s rockers, did you know that it's the 50th anniversary of Abbey Road? I was relatively unaware. 50 years, and then the same exact week is the week that Monty Python's Flying Circus premiered on BBC. The wow. same week, 50 years. Go. It's an interesting. Uh, combo. That's a, that's a big week for Great Britain, man. Boy. Abbey Road and Monty Python. Yeah, Mo- a lot of people say Abbey Road is the greatest uh, album of all time. I don't know. I'm not a music expert. I am. I know there's a lot of good songs on it. I am 100% immune to the Beatles. Like, oh really? I've, I mean, oh. I've said. I think I've said this about a few things, and the Beatles is definitely one of them. Is growing up, the Beatles were so ubiquitous that it just ceased to be music for me. Hmm. Like, I've heard all this stuff so much and never really established much of an opinion on any of it that just, it it just doesn't really, it just 
doesn't register as music. It registers as sound. Did you not hear them when you were 17? And you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No? no I mean, I, you know, I, I went through a phase of listening to Beatles some and kind of, I think that was, that was much more, much like religion. There was a phase that I went through where like, I really wanted to get it, but had to at some point realize like, oh, this is, this is just never going to be for me. I'm not a Beatles expert, but I, ever since I heard them as a child, I've always enjoyed the Beatles. And I'm not the kind of person that could name what song was on what album or anything like that to me there's like there's like the the early beatles and then there's the later beatles and that's pretty much how i divide them up but i have gone through different periods in my life where i a different beetle is my favorite like i think my first favorite beetle was probably ringo because he was just kind of goofy yeah and I always, I always dug Ringo and Yellow Submarine and all that kind of stuff. Well, yes. Yeah, so if you were a child growing up, Yellow Submarine would certainly have some draw to you. Right. And then I kind of went to, like, as a teenager, I was very idealistic, you know. So I kind of went John Lennon. Then uh, as I, you know, got into my 20s, it was McCartney because mostly he was still around. He was still writing he things. Was the, he was the Leonardo of the Beatles. Yeah. And then also, I think... I mean the live and let die is pretty a pretty amazing song. Boy, there there are kind of there are kind of actual uh, parallels to draw from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. To there, the there really is. Okay, let's do it. Uh, uh, Michelangelo is definitely Ringo. Yes, for sure. Raphael is definitely John Lennon. You think so? Yeah. I cool, think... cool, but rude. Are you kill it? Kidding me? Okay, so Donatello is George Harrison. Yeah. All right. Kind of the kind of the smarter one. George Harrison is my current favorite Beatle, actually. He's, that, I, I I'm he's, in the George Harrison uh, phase of my life right now. I think he's kind of accepted as the kind of most talented Beatle. His solo stuff is amazing, and Whereas, I, I never Ringo is kind of Ringo gets bad. Ringo gets like dragged a lot. I know, but he's the fun guy. Like he's the one you would want to meet if you were going to meet a Beatle. Like if you if you could just have this magic wand sure, and you I could guess. meet. A I'm Beatle. talking strictly about how they're looked at as musicians, and I think aren't there like tracks or albums where they had someone do the Ringo parts? Oh, I don't know. I think there. I, I believe there are things like. I know that. he was just on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and they were using like. Uh, wow, Jimmy cl- Fallon's usually pretty hard on people too. So <laughs> yeah, he, I know Ringo must have really <laughs> broken through that hard exterior. But they they did this thing where they were using like classroom instruments, like uh, triangles and stuff like that, and they were yeah, making music. Some- I didn't watch any of it. I just thought it was cool that they did it. Yeah. I just thought, you know, it's kind of fun. It's not my deal. But like I said, I'm going through the the George Harrison phase right now because I didn't know much about his solo music. I remember uh, what was the one that that uh, Weird Al? It, the song is just six words yeah. long. It was I got my mindset. That was the only George Harrison song I knew as a kid. I think you can sing it as long as you're talking about it. Oh, okay. But I don't know. We're not playing it. Just to, let's just not do Happy Birthday. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But yeah, the the George Harrison stuff. Uh, what is my life? That's an amazing song. I didn't. I never really heard it until I was in my late thirties. Anyway, I think that's a good parallel with the Ninja Turtles, though. So who's I, Splinter? Uh, Splinter. <laughs> Yoko. No, I was gonna say. Uh, 
<laughs> Hold on for who's Yoko? To, is I'm Yoko gonna, Shredder? Uh, Yoko Yoko is Krang. Krang, yes, Yoko is definitely like, Krang. Late, late stage, late stage. John Lennon is that big robot body, and Yoko is Krang. Got the glasses and everything. Oh, oh, that was a good one. Uh, Splendor wise, I I guess I probably don't know enough about. Uh, about the Beatles and the I behind the scenes. I don't know enough about like people surrounding the Beatles to be able to. We'll just make say Sergeant Pepper. Just Sergeant Pepper. I do. I, I do find it super weird that uh, the Sergeant Pepper movie has other people doing Beatles songs and not actually the Beatles in wow. it. It has the Bee Gees in it. I think there's Rolling Stones in it. There's all sorts of oh, you know who crazy stuff. You know in who it. Splendor is? Who? So Splendor is real, Paul. Like post death of Paul, that's Leonardo. Uh, I don't buy into that. No, that's it's all the same person. That's silly. That's just silly. Show, show, silly. But that you know, fifty years in they came out in the same week. That's crazy. Yeah. So speaking of music, I I went to a concert, Travis. Oh, what'd you go see? I went and saw Baby Metal. Baby Metal. What baby is that? Metal. I'm not familiar with Baby Metal. Baby Metal is a, what is referred to, I, I looked it up on Wikipedia so I could at least speak upon it. Baby Metal is a part of a genre that's known as Kawaii Metal. I do not know what Kawaii. <laughs> I know of Kawhi Leonard, the basketball player. Um, It's close. Okay. He's got so, so Kawhi Metal has huge hands and just won a championship with the Toronto Raptors. Wow, you know what? Okay, it is the same. <laughs> it's it's uh, I I hadn't realized. I looked up on Wikipedia. I'm surprised that they didn't kind of link the two. No, what Baby Metal is <laughs> is uh, it's like a Japanese group. Uh, it's fronted by three young Japanese girls. How young? Are they pretending to be babies? Why is it called baby? No, Do they have baby, baby voices? It's just just a fun name for it. Okay. Uh, it started in 2010, so I'll bet that they were quite young when it started. Okay. Um, I would. I look, man. Time and space are a mystery to me, Trav. I would speculate <laughs> they're maybe in their 20s at this point. Huh. Okay. But uh, it's if uh, Helen Mirren was their mother, if how Helen old Mirren was she have been she when they were born? In her her 50s, maybe <laughs> when she did it, but. Uh, Helen Mirren, easily, easily more gorgeous. But uh, so uh, a band, so the fronted by these three girls, and then a band behind them of like heavy metal session musicians who wear mm-hmm. costumes. All right, it's kind of like it's kind of like your experience with the Kill Tony show, except for oh, okay, <laughs> except for a metal band. And um, so my friend CJ is really into them. And I found out that they were playing in Salt Lake and hit hit my a couple of my friends up like, oh, dude, we got to go do this. I'm like, well, the way they introduced me to them is through a single of theirs called Give Me Chocolate. That is just a song about how much they love chocolate. I also love chocolate. So it's really it's like a lot of like metal. Like, like, have you ever heard? Have you ever heard of Dragon Force? Yes. I... The, the song Through the Fire and the Flames. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I hit upon listening to Baby because. Uh, I went and saw the show, and it's a lot of metal like that with these these uh, three young ladies singing and doing a lot of like choreography, <laughs> like really like kind of anime choreography. Okay. And it was really fun. I had a blast, and the music's the music's actually really good. 
Huh. Like, I mean, you can... That was one of the things I speculated. Like, I don't know, because they were wearing a bunch of masks. So the band is called Baby Metal, right? Yeah, the band itself is called Baby Metal. All right. And uh, so even watching them, I'm like, I'll bet these are session musicians. I bet these... This isn't like a band that formed. I bet these are a bunch of guys who... I'll bet part of the reason why they wear costumes is that... It's, it's not the, the same Eagles. Guys. It's the surviving members of the Eagles. Yeah. It's not the same guys all the time. They just get various session musicians to come in like, well, we need a, really, a guitarist who can really shred. Well, there's this guy who normally comes in on like studio albums and plays the parts that the real band are struggling with. Huh. And uh, just just shreds like crazy and, uh, you know, just had a blast. Cool. I thought I, thought I was going to be kind of like, oh, well, at least I'm here with my friends. Oh no! Like a, you know, soup to nuts. The show was just a blast watching, the, you know. And they're playing like music videos of the stuff. They had a big LCD screen behind them that had a bunch of like, you know, there was like a whole story. I guess the, their albums are like telling stories of this wolf god and gal- you know, galactic metal and things like that. And they've got stuff going on this uh, LCD screen. And then at times they've got uh, other videos of theirs. And the, the young ladies are all dancing, and like the videos behind them, they are in exact time with the video, the music videos of wow. the choreography, and you know, played for like an hour and a half, and all of it like probably those young girls were taken from their parents at a young age, <laughs> and they are taken to a, a, a factory where they're whipped until they learn their choreography. But like, it was really I, I really had a great time. But what a show! Yeah, what oh, a yeah. show! Hey, look, ma'am, we've all been there. Baby metal, everybody. If you Check ever loved out. the Shirley Temple movie, you were supporting child abuse. <laughs> I don't know. Was I've never really heard the story of, oh, of yeah, Shirley like, Temple. Was she um, was she not happy with? No, uh, she. Was, I know she lived for a very long time. Like she just recently passed away, like in the last ten there, years. There's or like so. some story about that. Like between takes, if they were unhappy with her, they'd make her sit on ice blocks. What? Trying to keep. Oh her my happy gosh. And stuff like that. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, this should be your 10th and final movie. (laughs) (laughs) How come he's only doing 10? And when did he say he was only doing 10? I think he said for the last couple of movies that it's maybe going to be his last. So even... I'll tell you what. Actors, directors, what have you, they say they're going to be done all the time. Everybody that knows me is tired of me talking about it, but he nailed it. Like, perfect movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Say he makes one more movie and then retire. Like, what's he going to do? Going to hang out? I I think if he's that into being creative, he's got to do something. But also at this point, what else? Like cinematically, what else is he going to do? I like seeing his. I like seeing his movies. I kind of don't like him, but I like his movies a lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't like him, and I don't. There's a lot in his movies I don't like for the most part. But I really, really, really liked that movie. It was. It was. And uh, what I what I read about is. There's an extended version of Hateful Eight on (laughs) Netflix. There's rumors they're going to do an extended version of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So it'll basically be four one-hour episodes. Because the movie in theaters was almost three hours long. But there's a a ton of footage that they cut out. Did you see Hateful Eight? uh, I'm working on it. (laughs) I'm trying to watch it. (laughs) I'm watching little by little. But this is just kind of okay with it. It's... It's not. I. I don't. It didn't engross me the way a lot of Tarantino movies engross me. There's good yeah. performances in it. Right. There are actors who I really like a lot in it. Right. But I always uh, like Kurt Russell and Sam Jackson. So. There's maybe. Know. How far into that movie are you? Forty-five minutes, maybe. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to ask you anything without <laughs> necessarily. Like, th- th- probably not a huge spoiler. Like, 
who's still alive at this point right. for you? Like, has have any of the characters died yet? No, nobody's died yet. Except okay. well, except for the guys that Samuel L. Jackson hunted down. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you're you're pretty early on then. Yeah, I think they're still. I think they're just barely talking about getting to the cabin or something like that. I'd be interested to see so. what you what you think of it because yeah, I, you know, it's it's pretty much all the actors in it are actors who I adore. Right. Uh, story wise, it's an okay story. It's just something with the. T- I think it's it's uh, kind of closer to uh, Kill Bill, where Kill Bill has actors I love in it. It's stylish. I just never really gravitated to those. Really, movies. I loved Kill Bill. Those were my favorites. Really. My favorite is still Jackie Brown. Of the Tarantino. That's the one I don't like. That's the one I really... Like, maybe I'll have to watch it again, but I really didn't like that movie. I don't know. uh, You like Django? I love Django. I like Django. Yeah, Yeah. I love Django. Actually, I think I like Tarantino movies more than I think I do. That's... (laughs) I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs. Uh, I started watching Pulp Fiction again. Oh, you've never seen Reservoir Dogs, huh? No, I've never seen Reservoir Dogs. It'd definitely be an interesting watch for you. No, I I definitely need to watch it. It's one of his kind of more brutal movies, so if that... But you you really like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and the end of that is maybe the most brutal stuff that I've seen. (laughs) It's pretty brutal. Some of the stuff they cut out of there is... I can't remember who played Burt Reynolds. Somebody played Burt Reynolds in it, and they cut that out, and Tim Roth is in it. I thought it was supposed to be that the the um, Daniel Ren- not Daniel not Daniel Stern. Uh, who's that guy? That's, who's the guy? The old guy in it? Uh, Bruce Stern. Bruce Stern. Bruce Stern. Daniel Stern. Bruce Stern. That was supposed Whew. to be Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds before he passed away. Yes, but, but there, Bert, there was yeah somebody Reynolds? was also playing a young Burt Reynolds. In what the part movie. was were, were they explicitly stated as Burt Reynolds or it's implied? Yeah, yeah it's kind of like how they had somebody playing Bruce Lee and somebody what part playing Sharon Tate. I don't know. Huh. It's a it's a scene they cut out, so hopefully that'll oh, okay. pop. There's somebody else too. And then of course there was somebody playing uh you know, uh Steve McQueen. Yeah. I think there might have been more Steve yeah. McQueen footage. But yeah, there there was a couple that's other Steve famous McQueen. people that they cut out. Yeah, that's Steve McQueen part. It's yeah, funny. Right. It's, it's funny. funny. And he did a good job. You like Steve McQueen? Uh, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a Steve McQueen movie. All right, Trav, put it on. Like, how far back do you go on your classics list at this point? I mean, I'm open to any suggestions. I know the the car scene from Bullet is supposed to be amazing. You, you probably ought to see Bullet. So that's Bullet's, one I, I've I've never seen the Great Escape. I definitely need to, Escape, to see some of these. Uh, watch the Great Escape and realize that Shawshank Redemption, as much as I adore that movie, is a ripoff of the Great Escape. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. The Great Escape is where the A Team got its music from, isn't it? Dun, 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 I think that's totally the original. Dun, I thought that. The, I haven't dun, seen Great Escape dun, 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 in a long time. Okay, maybe I'm I wrong. I'm, I, I think I'm wrong. Isn't like the the dun 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 dun? Isn't that in like Great Escape? Maybe I'm. You know what, Travis? Ignore That's me. from Bridge ignore Over me. the River Kwai, I think. Is it? Yeah. Good gravy. We're all all over the we place. We are all over the place. I've never even seen Bridge Over the River Kwai. That one I have seen. I saw it because uh, Sir Alec Guinness yeah. is in it. Yes. I should see that. I'll bet I would love that. It's good. I mean, it's not like... I would say maybe make sure your phone is charged before you start watching it. Because there's, <laughs> there's some times where you're going to drift. You're going to check the phone, check the old Facebook or whatever. God, there's a bunch of movies I want to make you watch now. Yeah, give me a list. Uh, I just kind of scroll through until I find yeah. something. And I'm like, yeah, I've never seen that. Everybody loves that. I, I, I want you to watch, watch both Get Carters and... I have seen the Mel Gibson Get Carter. Uh, that is not a Mel Gibson movie. 
Get Carter? Yeah, it is. Get Carter is a Stallone movie. Which one is the Mel Gibson one then? I'm not sure that I'm mixing up with it. Which Mel Gibson are you thinking of? I don't know. It happened in like. He's not. No, not get shorty. God, it happened in like the early 2000s, mid 2000s. Are you talking about the one where he's the kind of the bad guy, the bad guy, good guy? Look it up. Look up. Look up the filmography of Film, Mel Gibson. Of one Melvin it's Gibson. after all the lethal weapons, but before the incident, the drunken incident where he uh, talked about Jews and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. The, on, the one. The thing that we all know him for now. His Bill Cosby moment. <laughs> Looking up the. I thought it was Gibson. Get Carter. Is it? It's it's got somebody's last name in it. I do know that. Let's see. Uh, Maybe it's payback. Is it payback? Oh, are you thinking of the Patriot? No, not the Patriot. Trust me, I remember the Patriot. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I think it's payback. It's Chicken Run. Yeah, payback. Payback's the one where he's the bad guy, good guy. I like payback. I liked it too. I like Payback because he's not just being Mel Gibson. Right, right. No, I think I have seen Get Carter with Stallone too, but it's bad. Not, is it? It's bad, but it's based on a like seventies, maybe sixties movie hmm. with uh, your buddy Sir Michael Caine. Michael Caine. And like the Michael Caine one's kind of it's a weird role for him. He's he's a he is a bad guy, barely good guy. Hmm. So it didn't just happen in the 90s. We didn't just create that in the 90s. No. Stone no. Cold Steve Austin didn't invent the anti-hero? Oh, Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Austin. How come Stone Cold doesn't isn't in more movies, more better movies? I don't know. I don't know if it's something that he maybe wants to do that much. I don't know. He's he's, he's doing well cuz he's got like the Smoke and Skull Ranch. He's got he had some broken cable shows. He's yeah. Got that, he's got that sort of cable show. Yeah. He's doing. Um, he's doing his stuff. Podcast his does podcast really well for him. is. Yeah, he's definitely making but some like, money. I see him as relatively. He's like close to, if not as charismatic as Dwayne Johnson. He like, like definitely. When I listen to him interviewed, like he can talk off his dome, right? So incredibly well. I wonder if it's just something that he doesn't necessarily want that much. Huh. Like. If somebody approached him and said, hey, we want to give you a bunch of money to do this for a week, he'd probably be like, hell yeah. But if it's like, this is going to take six months and you're going to have to do this and do that, I guess maybe I it's like, ah, role, that's not worth it. I wonder what kind of role he would even do. What would what would be his Hobbs and Shaw? I mean, he has done movies, but maybe he didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, he was put in, he was, he was put in a bunch of like WWE movies, which are, I think they're, they, don't they rank a little bit below made for cable movies? No, I don't know. What would you say is the best like WWE studio type movie? Let me think about it. Uh, I think there was one with John Cena. I was going to say it was probably the John Cena where he's a Marine. Uh, is it Marine? called the Marine? I think it's called the Marine. I think that one's pretty well respected. 12 rounds. For me, it's No Holds Barred. Which, by the way... Is that a WWE movie? Yeah. Yeah, they made it. Really? Okay. I mean, it was like the first one. <laughs> That's such a terrible movie. It is terrible. It's Hulk Hogan kills a guy at the end. Of it. <laughs> it's amazingly terrible. It's see, Roadhouse to me was kind of terrible, but also kind of like boring. Yeah. No holds barred is just bananas, dumb. I think about um, Roadhouse the same way that I think about um, They Live, in that it has 
tightly packed, amazing moments that are like buried inside of a kind of overall <laughs> not slow good movie. movie. Right. Like they live once you get past like no one can tell you once once uh Roddy Piper has the fight with uh what's his name? Um Is it Keith David? Yeah, once he has the fight with Keith David. Who, by the way, is in Roadhouse. Not a lot of people can tell you what happens after that part of the movie because all of the like him getting the glasses, all those really classic lines. Full him, disclosure, uh, I've never seen They Live. Put it on the list. <laughs> put it on the list. You can tell me. Because I watched that a bunch and I can tell you all kinds of things that happened in it. And then once he gets done with the with that ama- <laughs> amazingly funny fight with Keith David, I kind of forget what happens from then on. Right. So the thing about Roadhouse for me was Swayze was just he was so cool and serious. Like I wanted him to be sarcastic. I wanted him to, you know, lose you know, lose his cool and like just go nuts and beat somebody up just to show how tough he was. You know, he did but it was rip out a guy's throat. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and that was funny. Like that part was fun. That <laughs> that's, fight that's what I'm saying. Is that fight was fun. Those moments like the And then the, he pushes him in the lake. The this regular <laughs> Saturday night down. thing, the monster truck moment. Uh, you know, pain don't hurt, blind guitar guy. There are these really kind of funny moments in there. Jeff Healy band. Jeff Healy band. You're right. Yep, that's who it was. It's the same thing with with uh, Stallone's Cobra. Like it's front loaded right. with a lot of really amazing stuff. And then once him and the lady kind of get out of town, and you get through the the part where he makes fun of her for putting too much ketchup on her fries, like you <laughs> kind of forget what happened for the rest of this movie. Right. Yeah. Until, I, until you get to the end with the. What are you going to do, pig? There's like six moments in Roadhouse where you're like, well, that was cool. Yeah. But it needed more of that. It was just so... They're he was just that. so even keeled and trying to be cool. It was like, all right. They're very that era defining moments. Yeah, for sure. So you should watch Point Break that is kind of good all the way through. All right, Point Break. I'm going to... It's Johnny Utah, right? Yes. I know that. I know references from it. I know they wear... Uh, masks from the presidents to, yes, to rob dead, stuff. Dead presidents gang. Yeah, I know stuff. I think I saw a little bit of it. You know, remember when they had the Redwood Drive-in? They still might. Yeah. There's this drive-in think- here in, in Utah where it would have like I don't know 15 different screens, so you could go watch a family film with your family and look over and like uh, see Julia Roberts in the bathtub, and hope hopefully you see some boob or something like that. Or over here you can see. Point Spoilers break track, and they're shooting don't. people. Yeah, I know. I was bummed. I kept watching. I was getting a kink in my neck as a kid. Like, come on, Julia. Robert. That wasn't the only kink you were getting. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stop writing down movies that I'm saying. It's. I've only written down two. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're ones that I should see. Yes. Well, we're getting we're getting into this episode. There's a couple like news things. I just gonna want to bring up real quick okay. before we wrap it up. Uh, Stranger Things four that's happening. Is is that news? I know they they made this big announcement and I was like, oh, I just thought that was. They showed us a logo <laughs> like, yeah, no doy. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I thought we all just assumed that was going to happen. Of yeah. course, everybody loved it. Everybody watched it. It was probably the best season. It was the most fun all the way through season, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think you, I think you can make arguments for just how fresh and kind of like like wow, look, check out this thing. The first season was, but yeah, season three was was very fun. Uh, Spider Man, 
We're going to get at least one more. Is this also news? Marvel movie. I mean, it was kind of up in the air. You never, uh, everybody kind of hoped they would work something out. But I think the fact that it only took a few weeks was actually kind of notable. It doesn't surprise me. It, it was, uh, we, I think we talked about it. it. was, by and large, kind of a publicity stunt by both studios. Like, it was, Sony was trying to front and say, Disney, you can't treat us like this. And Disney was like, guys, you love us. Everyone stand up for <laughs> us and talk about how bad Sony is, even though it's us who wants the money. We're like, <laughs> like they're dabbing tears away with just like huge stacks of dollar bills. Like, oh, <laughs> Sony's being so mean. Fan base, please go get them for us. Oh, I think to for me, if there's closure, like if if this is the last one and there's closure, I'm okay with it. It was just like it left so many things up in the air. Like, come on. All of a sudden, Stark Tech doesn't exist anymore, or it just it's it's in limbo. Nobody has it, and we don't mention Peter Parker anymore. The concept of Spider-Man being written out of Marvel seems so strange to me. But like, right? It is. It is. Giant rich corporations can't somehow agree on it. That's what's going to have to happen. I mean, eventually, it probably will, unless you know, like everybody's saying, well, Disney's just going to buy Sony. Well, I don't know. If that's gonna happen, Gee, that'd be great. Uh, you know, really, Disney doesn't own a lot of stuff. They should probably grab onto a little more. Well, I mean, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a Sony movie, so that would put that in the Disney universe. I, you know, like that thing where people go, uh, Ripley from uh, Alien is now a Disney princess. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, Tarantino would probably hate that because Tarantino's one of those guys who likes to his his films are big on like, well, we've got the whatever millimeter print. Right, and he likes to show them. And Disney is one of those things. That's one of the things that I, I think I told you about that I've heard is Disney is like these movies are in the vault. We own Die Hard now. You can't do like screenings of Die Hard in theaters. It's in our vault. So hmm. Tarantino's always been big on like showing his like having. He bought a movie theater prints. in Los Angeles, yeah. where he shows movies that he wants to show. So, so. Did, you know, it gets to that point. Disney owns it like. Dabbing again, dabbing away like, oh, we we're not doing very well. We've got to keep it in the vault. Oh, weren't the weren't the early ones Miramax? The early Tarantino movies. Mm, it seems like they could be. I think they were because they. I remember they were tied up with the Weinstein's and all that. Yeah. And Disney owned that for a while. Anyway, that's Cor- not important. Corporate business sucks. Corporate business does suck. Uh, so Spider-Man, we're going to get at least one more Spider-Man Marvel movie. And then also, I think I heard that he's going to appear in another movie that's probably going to be an Avengers movie besides his solo movie. So, and then Kevin Feige, who runs Marvel, the Marvel MCU division, he's going to develop a Star Wars movie, at least one movie. That to me, I think is pretty cool. Like, like kind of like, okay. I'm Chris Evans is already saying, count me in. <laughs> hey, I really hated working with Disney. By the way, can I work with you, Disney? I don't know. Did he, well, did he hate it? I don't know if he was hated it, but he was like, I kind of got burned out on working with you. Can I please work with you again? Doing Star Wars? Yeah, why not? Who's to say? That was, uh, what's her name? Uh, um, Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, I heard that picture. Uh, I heard she's a in the Internet lit on fire. Right. Because I heard she's a huge Star Wars fan. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Brie Larson. Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. Yeah. Boy, so, I am really bad at that stuff tonight. Me, too. I, I, I've i got chicken coops on the brain. That's what I've got <laughs> on the brain. And then the, the last big one is the uh, Jurassic World 3 is going to bring back 
Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum to the Jurassic Park. Series. Really, really happy to see Sam Neill. I, do you think that they'll like? Okay, so they said they're coming back. Are they going to come back and have a uh, like roles, or is it going to be like? I hope so. Is it going to be like Ian Malcolm in the uh, in Jurassic World, where he just kind of reservedly talks nervously about what dinosaurs are? That was very not Ian Malcolm. I thought I didn't like that part in the movie because it wasn't Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm has it swagger. Is, it is not our world; it is theirs. Yeah, it's it's goofy Jeff Goldblum that exists in like I'm on an Mastercard podcast, commercials. But I have to now. raise my shoulders to do this. <laughs> So I hope it brings them all back and they actually have a decent role in the movie. Even Being on Twitter, following uh, Sam Neill on Twitter has been a delight. That uh, man is... I don't I follow him. To be, him. I guess I'll have I to. I want him to be my grampy. <laughs> I want to go hang out on his farm with his animals that he names after actors and he can be my grampy. I always love the theory and I don't, it would be kind of cool if it really did happen that the in Jurassic Park when he he talks about the velociraptors to the little kid and he do, he grabs the... Uh, the claw and he's like slicing across the kid's stomach yeah. like it's cut you up like there's some people that were like wouldn't it be cool if that was uh chris pratt's character in the jurassic world movies you know what would be a really great a really great call but not a callback i don't know what you call his callback if you find out where he's been the whole time is that he moved to wyoming and married a large woman <laughs> married a large woman that's what his character in hunt for red october is telling sean connery that he want he, he want, i think it was wyoming he wanted to retire to wyoming and marry a large woman large as in like tall like a seven foot woman unconfirmed unconfirmed <laughs> that would be funny i think that was what it was i'm all for it. hunt for red october yes Whew. not for a while not like for 15 years or so but i have seen hey, it i'm gonna encourage you treat yourself it's a real good movie. I did enjoy it. Yeah, yeah Tra- Travis, let me, let me, let me. Uh, I didn't know that it was a Jack Ryan movie at first. Travis, get get out the fire extinguisher because I'm gonna, I'm about to lay some hot takes on you. Hunt for Red October, really good movie. Really good. You could movie. enjoy it. I'm a Russian. Yes, I'm a Russian. I'm from Moscow. I guess technically, when they do the switch, you know, I guess it's. W- because like him and uh, Sam Neill and Tim Curry are doing Russian accents, even though they do the thing at the start. Where, I forgot that Tim Curry's in it. Mm-hmm, Tim Curry is definitely in it. And they do the thing where they they're speaking Russian and then they get close in on the mouth and then it goes to English and they close back out. I kind of feel like at that point, no one has to do. Are you okay? No, finish your point. Finish your point. I feel like <laughs> this just made me remember. Finish your point. I was just saying, I, I feel like at that point, if he has an accent, it doesn't really matter because we've already done the thing where we're basically showing you that there, 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 there's some science fiction in this movie that so that we can all get through the movie, everyone's talking in English. Well, the thing I just remembered, the other uh, shark movie I couldn't remember, it starred Stephen Baldwin. Oh, <laughs> Alec man. Baldwin reminded me, and it was called Shark in Venice. And it's shark, <laughs> it's sharks attacking the citizens of Venice. Sharks far from home. And he has to find this uh, hidden treasure that some pirates put there 500 years Boy, ago or something Stephen like Baldwin that. Stephen Baldwin doing these days? He looks like he looks like Barney Rubble, basically. Stephen Baldwin was, was he in The Usual Suspects? I think so. He's the Baldwin yeah. That's in the, oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Uh, Do you think Usual I've never seen Usual up? Suspects either? I don't know if that movie holds up. That movie, I think that was like a big Academy Award winner movie. That was like... That was what broke cool. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And then Kevin Spacey broke a lot of other... Broke people. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he broke people's lives. But anyway, 
Shark in Venice. It's on. Uh, it's <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. If anybody's interested, that's too bad. <laughs> It's really bad. It is really, really bad. Oh my gosh! Oh. So yeah, that Jurassic Park three. Like I, I haven't really cared for either Jurassic Worlds, and I'm not. I like them. I don't love them. Of course, I mean the only one I really like love is the original Jurassic Park. All the rest that, of the yeah, movies I've liked. Like, they've kind of only really made one brilliant Jurassic Park, and that because they're well done dinosaurs. I've never really cared for any of the other ones. Is they just they. They have never, like, honestly, Lost World is the closest one to kind of capturing the spirit of the original. And right. Lost World's got a lot of lot of problems with it. Yeah. But, I mean, I like the actors in it. It's just hard because Jurassic Park is probably one of the best movies ever made. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. in. So it's hard to do sequels when it's one of the best movies ever made. It that really is. That movie is amazing special effects that still hold up fairly well. With just magnetic characters, uh, yeah, it's it's a perfect movie, and it was just so ahead of its time when it came out that nothing even compared to it. Everything in it's designed so well. All the characters are so well realized. A lot of the movies that come after it, the characters that they put in them are kind of like we're trying to recapture this character from a previous movie, right? Like a uh, Goldblum is in the second one. Yes. And then Sam Neill comes back for the third one. Yes. Yeah, it's whatever. But the the world movies, I just have not really, I just haven't liked them too much. <laughs> so I, I that's a bummer. I will be real surprised if if Jurassic World three, uh, I, I find it to be particularly tickling. I hope it's good. I, I want it to be good. I guess for the most part, I will not say hundred percent. There are movies that I always hope are bad. Right. But. Most movies, I would hope that they're good. Let's let's real quick talk about the Birds of Prey trailer. We I forgot to to bring that up. Okay, I hope that movie's good. I hope it's good too. It's hard to tell from the trailer. I think it's going to be good. There's some funny stuff in the trailer. I felt like they should have put up a graphic to tell people who all the characters are because I had to like go to IMDb and like check and see. I was like, oh yeah, she's playing the Huntress and and all the other stuff that's going on. Yeah. It's got it, it has uh, actors and actresses in it that I really like. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. The Black Mask. Yeah. The only I, I told you before we recorded the only real beef I had with it is it seemed a little weird that they're going from Suicide Squad, which was a hey we're only going to get through this if this uh, rowdy band can stop hating each other and work together, and now Harley Quinn movie seems to be like hey the only way we're going to get through this is if we can all pull together and get along. I will say if this turns out to be a hit margot robbie is going to be one of the uh, most powerful oh, yeah. women in hollywood yeah, because she's a hundred like not a hundred but she's like really behind this i think she helped she's producing it i don't think she's directing it but i think she like had a lot of input mm-hmm. in the story she's and the vin diesel of this movie she's the vin diesel yeah for sure and she's You're got the all these vin other diesel. projects like we margot. talked about her talking about wanting to do tank girl and some other like she's actually behind the scenes pulling strings and if if these start clicking, you know, she could be like uh in ten years she's gonna be like Leonardo DiCaprio level probably, like as far as like doing whatever movie she wants to do, that kind of stuff. Sure, okay. I think that's pretty cool. I mean we look at Hollywood and it's like, uh, oh, everybody's so powerless in Hollywood. Well, guess what? She's kinda Are they? <laughs> I don't know. Like I think 
people that we root for maybe seem seem powerless in I Hollywood. Do. I'm 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 not gonna fight. I'm just at one for example, so I can get in the same headspace that you are. Because generally, when I, I I guess it depends. Like when I look at Hollywood, like I see people who are lots of people who are pretty powerful. Yeah, but I think it's cool. I don't. Who has the ability just to say, I want to do this movie, and then they go, all right, we'll do this movie? I think there are a few people that can definitely do that. I, I don't know. Not a lot. Not a lot. I think, I think Dwayne Johnson can do that. I, uh, I don't know. McConaughey can kind of There's got to be movies out there that The Rock wants to make that studios aren't behind. I would, I would love to know what it is. But also, Dwayne Johnson's maybe a bad example because Dwayne Johnson will literally do anything. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll if he see if he'll come on our schedule, podcast. He will, he will do it, and he will get on social media and pretend like it's his favorite project he's ever done. Come on here, The Rock. Come on late to the party with Travis Tate. Yeah, please do, Dwayne. Love to have you. Because I can't do an impression of you, so we would actually need you here. Yet. Yet. I guess yet. I should work on it. Speaking of that, we should probably get to, to Magic Mike. Okie dokie, artichokey. What do you want to do for Magic Mike, Jake? Uh, well, since it's the since it's the fiftieth anniversary, and since we haven't done an Essence of episode in a while, I was wondering if we could do Essence of Beatles. The Essence of the Beatles. Okay. All right. You got some questions lined up. Uh, we're gonna find out. All right. I'm gonna say the magic words. Strawberry shortcake. Hello. Hello. Who am I speaking to? This is this is the essence of the Beatles. Hello, who, who am I Be- speaking to? Uh, I'm Jake. Hello, Jake. Essence of Beatles. Did you get my email? Indeed, I did. I wanted to ask you. Uh, do I? I'm do happy I, to be here. Do I have questions for you, Essence of Beatles? I don't know. Do you? Uh, essence of Beatles. Yes. So we brought you here today. I'm a generic compilation of all the Beatles. A generic. Uh, <laughs> I'm not anyone in particular, but I'm all of them at the same time. Okay. Okay. You, you're. You're like your um your Beatles jungle juice at this point. Um right? Beatles jungle juice, I like that. Okay. We're gonna be smoking weed in Octopus's garden before this is done. Oh boy. Hey, Essence of Beatles That's what all of that's our later songs are about. Essence of Beatles, were you doing a lot of drugs through I was doing all the drugs. I'm surprised there's any left. What was your favorite drug, Essence of Beatles? My favorite drug I mean we like a uh, marijuana was like an hors d'oeuvre, but boy, ayahuasca really hit the spot. Oh, no kidding! Oh, huh? yes, yes, maybe some acid. Maybe we did them all cocaine, we would just put them in a blender and snorted. Oh, geez, oh my goodness, <sighs> good times, amazing. good times. Don't try this at home, kids. So, uh, essence of beetle, yes, uh, does it feel weird? Like, wait, let's see, there are two, there's still two living beetles, correct? In uh, well. well it there's, depends if you if you buy into living, the, there's one living original beetle and then there's one living injected at a date where a beetle died. Uh, according, beetle, according to theory, yes. Essence of beetle. Yes. Can you expose to me? Is it really Paul or did you bury Paul essence of it beetle? It is definitely Paul. Yes. There were three Ringos though. You oh, didn't really? know that, yes. What happened to Ringos? This is, is kind of like a Ventures Brother thing or Venture Brothers thing where they were, you know, just like people don't know this, but Ringo Ringo has several clones. Somewhere out there there's like a compilation set to Yakety Sacks of various Ringos like, "No, Ringo, don't touch the electric fans." Like, "Oh, all right, thought another Ringo." People people think Ringo's the fun beetle, but he's actually the sinister beetle. Connest- That's he's got a closet full of clones. Does does Ringo clone know 
his lineage or is each no. Ringo a fresh Ringo? When a Ringo dies, a new Ringo steps in and doesn't even know. So how do you it's keep, not self-aware. How do you keep Ringo up to date? Like, do you, like how do you do you, do you have like download. constant save states and you can just dial it back five minutes before he? You yes, know, he just thinks that he passed out. He, th- he thinks that he had a good batch, if you know what I mean. Oh, like he was just seventeen, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I hear you, brother. So we're on the fiftieth anniversary of uh, fifty years uh, Abbey Road. Essence of Beetle, how are you going to celebrate this anniversary? The same way I celebrate every day. Drugs. 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 Okay. Well, I mean, you don't ever get tired of it. A little burned out or anything. Never. I'm the essence of Beatles. You know, speaking of, I finished watching Dark Crystal. I can never overdose. Could you, could you, uh, essence of Beatles? Yes. What kind of effect do you think you'd have on a Skeksis? On a Skeksis? Uh, I think I would scare them, actually, because they, they feel good. In the essence of the Beatles is nothing but good. Really? Yes, I'm pure joy. Hmm. Hmm. Pure joy. You're not a Beatles fan. I can feel that. Uh, yeah. You know what? Essence of Beatle. I mean, no disrespect. I, I was telling Travis. I just uh, the Beatles music. Uh, I think I just. You know, there there are certain things when I was growing up of like there was the kind of doo wop revival. A lot of stuff that just was all over the place and kind of stopped being music. It just became noise. Oh, that's Look, too bad. I'm gonna be honest with the essence of Beatle. What you are... You're describing Yoko Ono's music. Oh, boy. Boy, Essence of Beetle. That must have been... I mean, you were there for that, as that you're you know, part of John. That that performance where you know John's really trying to get going, and then in the middle of it, Yoko really starts ripping. Yoko's like... She's like a, a thought that you weren't expecting. You're just trying to do your thing, go about your day, then all of a sudden... That's Yoko. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. That's this what you is say. The work elevator. It's oh no! Like the vice he, president's here. I shot my pants. Yeah. Oh no! So essence of beetle. One of my deals is like. Have you have you ever farted at a urinal? Well, yeah. It's very relaxing until sure. you turn around and realize there's people in line behind you. Uh, you know what? Like essence of beetle. I don't know where you've been going, and I I appreciate that you sometimes all the urinals are full. I don't like it to be like a like someone directly behind me when I'm at the urinal. None of us do. That's why you fought. Have you been have you been at a, that kind of urinal situation? I, I was I at have. one five minutes ago. I still haven't washed my hands. Were you haunting a urinal cake essence? Of I wasn't people? haunting. I was participating. <laughs> the essence. essence of be- of, I have to. I have to go to the bathroom too. Oh, okay. I put my essence of we Beatles pants on one leg at a time, I just we were like you. Into something deeper and darker when you said you were participating. No, I had to go pee. Okay, okay. I'm just living my my best life. What do you like to drink, Essence of Beetle? Mm, I like to drink water for starters. Well, it's good. You should hydrate. I have to hydrate with all the drugs I'm taking. Uh, I'd have to get down. an IV. Essence of Beetle is that you don't have a necessarily a corporeal form. Can you still sweat? Of course, I can sweat. I, I I don't, well, don't ha- I don't, don't necessarily say, have a body like that was common knowledge. Okay. Well, I I pick up water vapors in the air. You see? Ooh. Yes. I yes. See. Okay. Is it like a vampire situation where you can turn into a mist? Exactly. Can that's, you turn into? That's other a very forms? good description. Essence of, essence of beetle. Can you become like a beetle wolf or a beetle bat? I can become anything you want. Oh wow! Oh wow! What, what do you want me to turn into? 
Uh, look, a I beetle? Could go, I could go for some beetle pizza right now if you're cool with that. Do you want me to be a ninja turtle? <laughs> Essence of beetle, what do you think? Uh, Travis and I have a sort of working theory that there are direct analogs between all of the ninja turtles and the beetles, which I wonder if they were there all along because they're pretty solid. They, uh, that is a very good like, point. I mean, we, we talked about, like, Ringo's a real Michelangelo and, like, He's nunchucks, a drumsticks, dude. nunchucks, drumsticks. Michelangelo also has clones. Bow staff, bass guitar. Ooh. You're really, you're really hitting a home run I mean, with this one. Like, size. Sorry, you're really... really hitting something hard with a cricket bat with this one. <laughs> oh, you just made a reference from across the pond. Indeed, indeed. So where we really fall a little flat are the size. Don't really make a guitar analog. But I, I, really, I really am behind the analog of Raphael is a real John. He's a real, a real John? Yeah. Because he's too serious? Because he's cool but rude. Oh, that's John true. John Lennon was cool, but, but rude. He, he could be rude. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I'd like to defend the Beatles for a minute. Oh, oh, would you, Essence of Beatles? Everyone always brings up the she was just 17, and you know what I mean, lyrics, right? I mean, yeah, I got, please, I've got, please I've got make to tell your, you. <laughs> please, Essence of Beatles, defend that. When we recorded that, when the Beatles recorded that, <laughs> I think you can. It was say in when 1963. We, that. we were all the around. Of, I mean, you are essentially right, right. part. We were all around 20 years old. We probably wrote that when we were 19. We would have been in high school with a 17 year it's old. It's really on the producers. It is, but it's it's not that un it's not that uncommon for 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 a senior to date a sophomore. That's what we're talking about here. You know, time gone by. You don't get it very more. There was essence of Beatles. Like, this wasn't what we were going to get into, but there, there People was act a, like we wrote it in our 70s. That would be weird. There was an unfortunate amount of songs. You know what? And uh, I don't think... I don't think... Isn't... Well, whatever song that... I thought that was... Song, is that song, Saw Her Standing There? Indeed, it okay. is, yes. Saw Her Standing There, or whatever it's called. Like, that's not really a... I saw her standing I guess I'd have there. to look at the lyrics. That doesn't really fall into that... That milieu of song of like, man, this girl's really hot and I totally want to take her to Pound Town, but she's she's underage, man. This really sucks. It's much more innocent than that. There are there are a lot of songs. I think like we just that. wanted to ask her to dance. You think so? I think so. Okay. Yes. This is before I the guess drugs, I really of didn't course. Know what you mean? Yeah. It just means you know what I mean. Like it's before eighteen, but after sixteen, that's seventeen. Essence of Beatles. Yes. How do you feel about the Bloodhound guy? Well, let me tell you. I feel like they copied a lot from the Beatles. You think so? I think so. Do you think they got close to Beatles? I mean, they were they were probably right up there. Uh, they could have been the next Beatles, but they lost their way. Oh, where did they lose their way? Oh, mostly uh, by being like once, uh, talentless once, douchebags. Once Jimmy Pop Ali put like pencil to paper and made the first letter that was going to be a lyric, like, oh... Oh, man, they lost their way already. Yes, they had the spirit <laughs> until they tried. <laughs> More or less. They, they had the essence. Essence of Beatles, were you there for that? And you were like, you were trying to guide them, but maybe, it just it just went astray? Maybe someday you should have Essence of Bloodhound Gang on the show. <gasps> oh, boy. <laughs> That's dicey, Essence of Beatles. That is very dicey. <laughs> essence of Beatles, you got any upcoming projects we should know about? Well, I mean, I'm just keeping a close eye on on Paul and, and Ringo lately. That's this very is, kindly of you. I mean, I've got the fourth Ringo ready to go if something Ooh. should happen. So 
And uh, still of keeping course those we, in cold storage. You're not like on the last one. No, 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 no. We don't want them to smell when they come out. Okay. Well, it's fair enough. We'll have Ringo's for many years to come. Well, Essence of Beatles. Yes. This has been a delight. Thank you for having me. I'm gonna cast you back to the Sergeant Pepper Zone. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> You're great. How'd it go? Uh, hey, you know. It turns out I did have questions. Oh, good. So, did he answer them all, or did it answer them all? I think I think there were satisfactory answers. All right, yeah, sure. sure I, I assume that it had a, a male form. I don't know. The Beatles were all male, so hmm. did it give you any clues? Uh, you know, I wasn't really looking for that. I guess I, I guess smell urinal me. cakes. Uh oh. So perhaps right. perhaps there was something going on. There. Oh, okay. All right. So Trav, Jake, you got anything coming up? Um, oh, yes, yeah, yes, I, I do, but I do want to mention, okay. at the end of this episode, I'm going to plug in the uh, Fast and the Furious panel from FanX, so that one will be on here, that was Please. a lot of fun. Do you remember who was with you on that one? Uh, Valerie Cameron was on it, and uh, Rebecca Frost was on it, and there was a couple other people, I can't remember their names right now, I'm sorry, I will put them in the, I'll give them credit uh, when I upload this, but that'll be on the end of here, it was a lot of fun. Uh, there's some good jokes in there. I enjoy it. Um, and then next weekend, it's the 11th and 12th of October. I'll be at Wise Guys Downtown opening for Joe Mackey. Oh, cool. I love Joe Mackey. Joe Mackey's super funny. If you hear this and you have the time to come, come watch Joe Mackey. He's seriously one of, one of my favorite comics working. He's super smart and super funny, and there's nobody else like him. So I, I would encourage all of you to go see joe mackey huh you might have you might have seen him uh, on uh last comic standing it was one of the last years if you're within the sound of our voice go check out that joe mackey action you'll like him he's very funny i can do an impression of him but i don't know if i'll do it right here (laughs) okay i'll I'll, I'll try to stay on guard maybe i'll save it i'll see if he likes it (laughs) okay i'll see if he wants me to do it for that only seems respectful and if nothing else we are gentlemen this is this is how he talks okay so it sounds like you're not gonna ask him (laughs) hey everybody it's me joe Mackey. come see me at at wise guys if you haven't already i i I think i'm a pretty funny stand-up comic travis where did joe Mackey come from travis tate will be opening for me so come on down and and uh, and watch a show i think i think you'll like it i'm feeling faint i didn't think joe Mackey was gonna show up tonight what after the show i'll probably have a brewski or tooski oh oh travis is that you Oh yeah, that that was just me. Wow. That was just me doing a Joe Mackey. There was Dead no on. magic mic this Dead time, on, brother. He really is funny. He's he's unlike anybody else. So come check him out. Cool, cool beans. And then just follow me on uh, Instagram, Twitter at Travis Tate Funny. Friend me on Facebook. Thank you for listening, all of you people out there. We've got people all over the world, and it blows my mind that people all over the world are listening to this nonsense. But I'm glad you're listening, and I hope I Travis, really hope you like it. Travis, look at me. I, I need you to verify that I'm actually doing it. Big, big warm hug for our audience. Hugs. Yeah. Aww. So, uh, you know what? Audience, I gave you a hug. Maybe if you could come across for me a little bit. Find us on whatever you're listening to. If you'd please uh, rate, rate our podcast, give us them five stars. If you could give us a review, that kind of stuff really helps us, uh, you know, get visibility, tell your friends about us, uh, shout it from the rooftops, I guess. We just, you know, we want to do better. And if you would like us to do better, look, man, we can't do it on our own. We're just doing the best we can <laughs> out here. We are only who we are. 
later to the tater at gmail.com is our email address. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to improve for for you if it is within reason. Look, man, I'm not. I can't do everything, and if, I won't do everything. If you want me to come build a chicken coop for you, you just let me know. <laughs> I'm the chicken coop man now. Taking taking over. He was formerly known as the Scat Man. He yeah. is now taking over as the Chicken Coop Man. I mean, I kind of wanted the the uh, Comedy Store Triple Crown Champion to catch on, but I mean, people will probably go with Chicken Coop Man. Hey, look. That's your crazy chicken coop man. How about anybody about chicken coop? There's a few of these eggs. They are delicious and free range. <laughs> Why are you not laying any more eggs? They are free range. They, oh they took over my garden. I used to have a garden. We didn't even do a garden this year because the chickens are there. But I will say, I don't have any weeds in my garden because they've eaten everything that grows but in do there. Do you have weed? No, not okay. in my garden. No. Not that kind of chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Is chicken a reference to marijuana? That I, I don't know. I, I can chickens eat it. I don't know. Does that make the eggs? Would the eggs get you high? I don't know. Like weed eggs? I don't know. I'm gonna Google it though. I'm gonna find out. Having a real nice indica scramble today. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, for weed infused dairy products everywhere. This has been Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate. And better Tate than never.